Jobega Majana, welcome to the show. This is the Home Away Show with Cooley and Dad. Hello, brother. Are you awake? Hi. Time difference in Canada? <laughs> hey, there's no time difference in Canada. Good morning, Sabella. How you doing, my brother? I'm good. How are you? What's your time? Uh, <laughs> time is 12.28 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right now. What is the time out in Canada, sir? Uh, it's 9.28. <laughs> 928. Well, welcome to the Home Away Show. You are not just joined by us. You are joined by all our listeners. You are the first thing. We are the first thing that you hear as you wake up this morning, sir. Uh, welcome to the Home Away Show, Sabel Mfuetu. We'd like to welcome you here and our listeners are tuning in. Uh, Kuli and I were just talking a little bit about um, uh, who you are. and We just want to hear a little bit more as we talk, man. But we'd like to say welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, welcome. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Job, um, uh, just to kindly um, greet you uh, with everybody that is listening and uh, while you're over in Canada, and a lot of people who might not know anything about you, uh, not that you are into this uh, Artitech. Is it Artitech? Artitech, I think that's what it is. You can correct me, but uh, you are you are very, very... Um, uh, what we call a club trotter. You've been everywhere, man. And uh, bringing you on the show today was exciting because I can get to hear a lot of things about things that you have done and things that you, you know, you've been with. You know what I mean? Um, so let me ask you, um, just to kind of highlight to our, our listeners, uh, coming from South Africa, studying architect, what was the inspiration behind that? Why did you decide to take that uh, field? Um. It's a long story, but first of all, thanks guys for having me. It's a long story. To cut it short, um, I was caught between the sciences and arts. I wanted to I wanted to do something that uh, has both art and science elements in it. And uh, uh, my guidance teacher. I was lucky to go to a school that had a guidance teacher. Hey, say that again, man. Without guidance <laughs> counselors, I, I feel bad what, for what, some of the kids. What kind of school that he went to, this guy? I mean, this uh, uh, my, guidance, my guidance teacher uh, then advised that I tried out. I like that. So you and, say yeah, between, and, si- between science and so you, you, you felt like you had the skill to go either direction or you at least had the passion to either go towards the science uh, field or, or towards architecture. Is that correct? Well, it is both, actually. It uh, okay. covers both. You, I like you, it. you don't have to solve yeah. X on uh, architect, do you? Sorry? You don't that's have geometry. to solve X. Oh, that's it, geometry. Isabella, please don't, please don't mind sorry, my brother Cooley. Yeah. So can you tell us, can you give us a brief <laughs> overview? Don't mind my brother Cooley, man. You know, we were still getting the school fees back from the school that he went to because we felt like they were not sufficient. But uh, please tell me, though, because that's such an in- interesting point that you bring up, Sabel Oguti, in architecture. It is it is a little bit of science and a little bit of uh, of the arts. I can definitely I think the arts is pretty self-explanatory. We all went to school with those some of those kids and students who were just gifted and could draw anything. Can you just give us a short, brief explanation of how does science tie in into the architectural part of that? Well, actually, it's not even just science that uh, that comes in. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's science, it's history, it's philosophy, it's sociology. But the science comes in because you actually design structures. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to not just draw pretty pictures, they have to get built at some point. Mm. So it's, uh, 
it's part of the building sciences. Mm. I like it. So, I like so, it. In so, that way. It's because yeah. it's about directing um, structures and working out. Okay. First of all, you you know, I guess the obvious perception is that we, we design buildings so they look good, but they also have to be realistic and and stand. They have to be functional, basically. They, they're not just kind yep. of buildings that kids will be playing with. We have to go in them and do business and so forth, right? They've got to stand. They've got to be realistic. Mm. You can't just... It, it's it's right. not uh, it's not about just you know designing buildings that that float or that are unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Wakanda. <laughs> it's, it's not Wakanda, so we're not designing Wakanda yeah, so, stuff just yet. <laughs> no, so so you, you've got to work out the um, the science behind it. Yeah. Sabelo, we have a lot of things to cover with you. I'm sure I'm going to be jumping a lot uh, because I really want to ask you some of the important questions. One of the no worries, that, One of the things that I ran into um, online is that uh, you actually, you know what, this is how exciting this is. This brother was uh, giving an interview about the Mandela House uh, for SAPC. I don't know what year was that, uh, but I think it's just recently. And uh, actually, I've been lucky enough to be around this this guy. And I've been around. He actually took me around down in Johannesburg. And uh, he showed me a few things. And uh, I got to see his house. Before I even talk about what kind of design he had, I just want to talk about this thing of a Mandela house. When you were down sure. there giving that the, the interview that you gave for SAPC, how iconic that place is, can you just give us a little bit of a description about some of the you know, important structures in South Africa that need to be appreciated? Yeah, there's actually quite a lot. Some world-class buildings and architects, might I add, from the Cape all the way up to Mapungubwe. There are quite a number of buildings that have won international awards, and even if they haven't, but that are just as iconic um, for that, that Nelson Mandela house is one. Um, there's the Apartheid Museum mm-hmm. building in Johannesburg at Gold Rift City. Mm-hmm. There is the Mapungube um, Center up in Limpopo. Uh, the 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 Ponte Building in Johannesburg, for example. The round building that's got the, that for a long time had a Coca-Cola, uh, billboard on top. Yeah, I know what it is. It's quite uh, iconic. Yeah, it's I mean, iconic, funny yeah. enough, somebody just asked me about it here in Canada. We were talking about architecture and everything. They're like, Oh yeah, Johannesburg, it's got that building. And then he, he knew everything about it. Wow, that's pretty cool. Wow, that's pretty and he cool. went on and on. And there's, there's actually quite a lot, especially the houses. There's a, um, a firm in Cape Town that designs uh, modern masterpieces of houses, and they, they've become international. They're sought after the world over. They started out in Cape Town, and now they're doing work everywhere. The, there's a firm in Johannesburg, for example, that uh, helped Brazil with their World Cup uh, stadium build. Wow. Mm. 
Uh, Yeah, the Brazilian uh, guys brought them in to help because of the success of the of the Johannesburg uh, uh, stadium building project. A lot of the, I mean, a lot of our even big buildings. I must mention that. Well, declared up front that I was involved at the Oartambo Airport extension project before 2010. That was uh, an entirely South African team that did that. The King Shaga Airport Airport, was 100% South African team that did that. Friends of mine were involved. I did some design there, uh, consulting for a friend. Uh, And it's a a world-class building. Wow. Durban's Durban's blessed with a number of uh, great designers. Walking around Durban, it's all self-explanatory and obvious that you know it's uh, it's not short of great designs. A lot of de- uh, lot of good designs, man. T- tell me the Vodacom yeah, yeah. building, the, the Vodacom in Johannesburg. Uh, what about that building? I don't know if that that still stands. Did did uh, was that something that was purely South African or? Oh yeah, I mean it was South African purely everything. South Africa doesn't import uh, these things. That's the one thing that we can uh, we can probably we can pride ourselves out. in. South Africa. I know that you know Africa for you know for a number of reasons that I won't go into. <laughs> tend to go abroad whenever they want to do things that um, that would compete internationally. Yeah, and it's only recently that they now actually come to South Africa. To uh, to get people to get uh, professionals to help them out, and I know guys that have uh, gone out to do work in Angola, in uh, Gabon. A friend of mine is also involved in stuff out in Ivory Coast. But for the longest time, every time Africa wanted to do something world class, they would go abroad. They would go. Uh, overseas Europe, you name it, because of colonial history. But mm. South Africa, for some reason, has always managed to to insource to to use that term that's become common again. We've we've managed to insource all our skills. In insource. I, I like that term, man, because right now. Like you're saying, I think uh, different industries experience the outsourcing of different um, of different needs for their countries. So I like the way you are bringing that term back to be able to insource. Now, speaking of that, especially where you were saying, Sabelo uh, Uti, in South Africa, we, we certainly do, we can pride ourselves in that. My question is, I look at my neighborhood, I think of Mlaz, and, and, and this could apply, apply for anybody who's in Lagos or wherever you are. Um, sure. How do we make sure that the young kids... You know, yes, a young kid may want to wear a jersey because it's a soccer jersey. They may want to uh, wear certain clothes because Casper or, or Ricky Rick or whoever it is. How do we start turning architectures like yourself and people who are making these different landmines in South Africa and have little kids grow up and say, how do we attack that? What, what can parents do and what can neighborhoods do in general to create this? Because it's a part of South Africa's history and future when you think about buildings. What, what are your thoughts around that? Well, there's a lot happening already. It's changed a lot, and it continues to change. The graph is picking up in quite a speed. 
when I when I qualified, for example, just to give you a quick step, when I qualified, there were about three pro, um, qualified black professionals, black professional architects. Right. Mm. This is in South Africa, right? There were three. Three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> and the first guy, the first black guy to qualify as an architect was from Lesotho, even. I'll get on. I'm not, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying <laughs> we we slowed we slowed to we were slow to catch up because of the, of how our education system was designed. Mm. Even when I went to school. I remember at university, there were in, well, at VET, for example, there were about a handful of us in a class of, let's say in a class of about 40, 30 or 40 in the program, you will find that there's under 10% of black people, wow. of black students. And you'll find that in that 10%, only 10% would be South African. <laughs> ish, ish, ish. Do you hear that? So we, had, we had a lot of guys percent. coming. Like in my class, we had guys from Zimbabwe, Botswana. So mm. We had guys from everywhere. For some reason, it just didn't catch on in the streets of South Africa. But things have changed since then. I've seen guys through my office coming to do internship, uh, local guys doing great work, lots of talent. And out of the three that we had in when I when I qualified, the three mm-hmm. professional architects, I think two are still alive. No, no, no. Am I lying? One is still alive. That would be you. To have uh, passed take... on. That's how recent it is. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, and That's crazy. And now, fast forward to now, I think easily we're over 30. Progress. Wow. Right? That's so progress, from yeah. three to over 30, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of uh, uh, improvement. Yeah. And schools have now turned tables. For example, I just said you would have under 10% of, uh, of us. Now it's the other way around at schools. Mm, I like it. Maybe not 10%, but we've become the majority. Mm-hmm. It could easily be, it could easily be 50-50 or 55-45 in favor of uh, of uh, indigenous people. Okay. Uh, hey, Isabella, just so that I can, uh, we can move on, uh, I want to make sure that I can't, we touch a lot of things. We have a lot of things to talk with you. Um, just to, again, ask you just to make it clear for our audience. What you're saying, so being a, an architect, you have to actually qualify kind of like being a cpa you know uh you have to actually get like some sort of an exam where you get because i'm trying to get this being certified thing certified thing what do you mean about that yes uh <laughs> well you are not, your your example is spot on except i think cpas make more money but that's beside <laughs> the point <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so, they, they do less work and make more money we do more work and life, we right? slave we slave for peanuts but <laughs> yes you you do uh it's quite a long process that's partly the reason why it, it's taken longer to yeah, transform oh, than okay. other fields that then, have been that needed transformation that makes for example sense. when i was at school you had to do seven years in total of academic 
uh, of academic uh, uh, years. So you'd have to do, for example, I think, yeah, you had to do the first half uh, at university and go out to do practicals for a year and then go back to do the final leg. Now I think it's changed. It's about, in total, I think it's about five now. Wow, that's still a long time in school. So, but they want to make it, sure it, that... It's much it, better. It, it's not, it, it, it hasn't changed only just in South Africa. Internationally, they've oh, just, the, uh, the, the, the program's been revised and it's, uh, yeah. That's but awesome. yes, it's hard and long and uh, a lot of guys fall through the cracks because of the amount of work involved and the demands. And it's not a cheap cause to do. And not everyone has got that kind of money lying around. And I think the, the recently introduced uh, free education is going to make a huge impact on yeah, this. Yeah, that should be big. Because when you, have, when you go to school and you've managed to only raise, let's say, I don't know, um, 50,000 rand per year, you get there and then they tell you, oh, these are your options and uh, this is going to cost you 30,000 rand, that's going to cost you 45,000 rand and oh, we also have this architecture thing, it's going to cost you 90,000 rand. <laughs> too much money, uh, it, too much money. A lot of people would think, I mean, unfortunately, it, well, I think it's still the case now. A lot of people choose within their options. Yeah, and true. And their means. Sometimes, yeah, their means, it's, yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's all about the money. That's it's true. unfortunate, but true. People choose uh, careers because of the money that they expect out of it <laughs> in of the, the form of salaries when they finish and also uh, how much money it costs to do when they go in, when they study. True. So true. people want good value for money. That's unfortunate, but we're not I, there yet. You'll be getting there, though. I do have one one question now. One of our listeners over here, TK the King, just threw the question, which I think uh, is a very good question: is has uh, technology and the rapid change of technology and evolution of technology how has that impacted the the industry of architecture? If you look at it, and especially in third, in countries like uh, like South Africa, where now we are getting more access, still a little bit of limitation. How is technology impacting your industry? A lot, man. Mm. Remember, it's uh, it's art and science. Yeah. So it's right at the forefront. It it'll be hit directly by changes in everything. It, not just technology, the economy, the the skills, uh, built environment skills. It's a lot. Um, for example, clients are demanding quicker turnaround times because they know technology can do that. Yeah, that's true. They can demand those, and, uh, those much quicker time frames. Yeah. Yeah. Clients have got Pinterest accounts. They they go to YouTube. They do... Uh, <laughs> Some of them think they architecture themselves. Huh? And then they travel to Dubai. They go to all these places and come back with pictures and say, I want that. <laughs> and <laughs> whether, whether or not whether or not we have uh, construction skills to do it, they want it. They so, want. You, yeah, you just have to um, keep yourself up to date. But the, the technology is universal. So yeah. Whatever programs guys in 
in New York are using and in London, Dubai and uh, all these world mm. cities. Yeah. It's the same program. The guy, the guy sitting in Mutunzini or what Justin is using. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tisabe, and, and creativity has got, creativity has got uh, very little to, to do with, uh, with technology. Technology only helps you interpret your, your, your creative work. It doesn't do the thinking for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is, uh, so, Sabe, look, yeah. Let me uh, hit on another question, dude, because we, have, we, 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 we only have like 10 minutes. Hey, listen, uh, uh, one thing I want to highlight, and I don't want you to respond, you know, I've been lucky enough to, to you know, to be around you and to be around your house. Man, I, I, this guy designed one house in Oakland Park in Johannesburg where he lived. And uh, it was, man, I couldn't believe when he took me inside. I was like, is this a house? Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, I do have pictures that I will share with the listeners too uh, a little bit. It was something of uh, I've never seen, you know, growing up from Nongoma and all. But now this is one thing I want to highlight about you, Sabel. You've been Thanks, all but over you're exaggerating. No, 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 man. It was really beautiful. You know that. You, 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 you're just being modest. But anyway, I want to say something about you being a globetrotter. You've been all over. You are the only uh, black South African that I know. Well, maybe the only black guy that I know who have actually rented a 4 by 4 drove from South Africa <laughs> all the way to... Where, how, where did you go? To Egypt? You, you went well, to the, 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 idea, <laughs> <laughs> the idea was to go all the way up. Eh? When, when, I, when, when I sat down to do planning... The idea was to go all the way up. You know, the Cape to Cairo on a 4x4? Are you serious, dude? With the 4x4, eh? Yeah. But, no, but Af- Africa, Africa's not like that, eh? Huh. There's a saying that Africa ain't for thieves. <laughs> so how did that go? Do you mind sharing with the listeners? No, it didn't. It didn't, no, it didn't go well. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. One, for example, when we're still busy with planning, uh, I think a war broke out in Libya so and man. South Sudan. Eish. And then I kept I kept on postponing because of all these things. And then Ebola broke out in Eish. Africa. You want to talk about unforeseen circumstances. You, you, you huh? see what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you, you can put all your plans in place, but Africa is going to just humble you. No, <laughs> sit down and you know? humble right quick. But that was ambitious, no. though, man. That is ambitious. So what we did... <laughs> <laughs> so what we ended up doing with my friends is uh, we we drove around Sadek, but oh, I've, okay. I've I've done four by four overland uh, through Mozambique, um, Zimbabwe, Botswana, Namibia, those sort of places. Oh, okay. Guys, whoever whoever wishes to do overlanding in Africa, the strip between Zambia, the Katima Mulilo border, and Rundi in Namibia should be on your bucket list. Wow, I like it. It's beautiful and and it's straightforward. It's um, Namibia's got the same infrastructure as South Africa. It is okay. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It looks like a place out of um, out of a National Geographic magazine. Ah, wow. Wow. which they do. And, they do. And, and, and what we did also is we, when we traveled, we went through rural places. We didn't hop uh, from city to city. 
and rural Africans are yeah. amazing. Rural Africans are amazing. The they are art, very hospitable. Uh, they are hospitable, man. The, they will welcome the you. Art. Mm. Yeah, the art, the architecture, the dress sense, the um, everything. It's just, yeah, it's really nice. And and some parts of Africa, and I think even South Africa, because if you go to MC Inga and some parts of rural Mashavatini, people still wear their traditional attire. Gee. Just <laughs> for control. Not because there's an event. Just for control. They're just rocking, going to the shop, yes. going to whatever, you know? We should. And we should get to that, man. Yes, yes. We need to be there. You should, like, there's a place in Namibia, in the northwest of Namibia, bordering Angola, hmm. that has got a tribe called the Himba. The Himba tribe. The okay. most amazing um tribe you've ever come across. Wow. They still live exactly the same way as they have for hundreds of years. Yeah, actually yeah. I saw that picture. You must on have Facebook. seen them on uh, on on in pictures. They 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 um they smear bodies with uh yes. with red ochre, yeah, red with paint, red yeah. mud. Yep. Yes, and they make and, and they make dreadlocks they, and then they you cover them in mud and it's all beautiful and and they have all kinds of adornments and hey, and I bet you what I bet you it they is, don't even need dermatologists, man. I bet you their skin is so beautiful. So stop me wasting your money oh, going yes, to a dermatologist. Yes. <laughs> Listen, ladies and no, gentlemen, you actually, no, actually that that's a fact. People yeah. come from all over the world to go study them, to Absolutely. go study their, their 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 skin because it was so perfect, and they they actually discovered that it was protected by. The mixture that they use. Mother Nature, man. Mother Nature don't go wrong. To so all these drug companies killing us out here, Mother Nature knows what it's doing. Yeah, We're about to wrap things up with our yeah. brother Sabelo, man. What a great conversation. Sabelo, I want to close you. out with just one last question. In the spirit of diaspora, which is what we've been talking about since beginning of this year, uh, African diaspora, and obviously you are a man who has traveled not only within the African continent, but now here you are in the neighbor of mine, because I'm over here in New Hampshire, so you're right across the border in Canada. Tell us, for anybody who is uh, one of our listeners who enjoys traveling the world, who's looking to settle in, how long have you been in Canada and how have you found it to be? You know, in living days, in somewhere where you see yourself, somebody who came from a continent of Africa, uh, do you see yourself settling there for the next few years? Would you encourage somebody to come check out Canada? Give us a, a small spiel about Canada just before we close out today. Okay, I just got here. Momafi Oh, okay, my figure's off. Um, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just got here uh, um, December, Jan. Okay. So yeah. Spanking I've you. only just I've only just paid two rent. <laughs> hey, people, do you see how we measure things when you live abroad? And th- this is perfect. You know what? I love closings that are not planned. This is how. No, you I, I'm not kidding. Well, I guess it's appropriate to use that. Because I live in one of the most expensive cities to live in. I'm in Vancouver, Ooh. BC, yeah. which is on the opposite side of where you guys are. Yes, yes. Very nice, New Hampshire, by the way. Have you and been it, 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 it's, got, it's got the same, got the same feel as uh, New England, but much more spectacular. I can't imagine. I can't wood and lots of water. Anyway, no, um, I'm here. I came to visit 
uh, some few years ago and I liked it. So I decided to come back. How long? I don't know. It'll depend on whether we like each other. I don't have any set not, time. You're not married. I'll be here. Right? No, yeah, I'll be here back and forth for the next maybe year or two. Mm-hmm. And if we like each other, then uh, new plans will have to be made. If we don't like each other, I'll just pack my bags and go someplace else. But it's so far so good. It hasn't disappointed. It. It's a great city to live. It's always featured as uh, the. It's best always featured there. featured in the top five of the best places to live in the world. That's huge. And it's uh, always it always comes first or second in the best city to live. In North America. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Nizwega, Nizwega, Our brother, it's really, it's really pretty. I like it here. I mean, they're not paying me for saying this, but it's the only place really that I've been to. A, a big city where you can hop on the municipal bus and 20 minutes later, you get off at the at the base of a ski area. Yeah. Wow, that's wow, that's, that's beautiful. They take their skin and, over and, that, and, and you have like three or four options. In fact, the three around you and another one hour, one and a half hour drive away, you have the best ski area in North America. Whistler. Yeah, it's Well, I do, I, I do skiing, so these things yeah. matter to me. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's really great, and it's got it's got all four seasons. It's got the mountains, uh, summers, the sea, and the beautiful the, you know, yeah. it's beautiful. Listen, beautiful. the I only did... the only drawback is the expense. It's bloody expensive. Well, the way you measured your time there, you said I've only been here to pay enough for two months' rent. I that that immediately told me that it's expensive. <laughs> but because time is also expensive and it's against our side today, Sabelo, we're gonna close the show out. But I would like to ask you one thing. Uh, please come back, my brother, because I feel like you've got so much to share. Uh, and the last part well, when you are you said, visiting? When are you visiting? Yeah, when you gonna visit us uh, on site? Um. Let's just say when time permits. I'd love to. I'd love to. I like I like where you guys are. Mm. I really love it. It's beautiful. And uh I will I will come at any first opportunity. But yeah. Okay. Let's say soon. Steve. Let's say soon and let's talk and yeah. We appreciate okay, it. I still have so I, I still I still have family out there. Yeah. Um shout out to Lindo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Thank you so much. I will I will still I will still I will still be coming to visit. Uh, uh, it's a matter of when, really. Beautiful. Thank so you so we much, thank boss. You so much. I really appreciate for your time, thing. boss. And thank you so yeah. much for joining us today, Baba. Uh, I'll, I'll keep in touch, and then we will uh, we'll have you in the studio soon. Awesome. Thank you, bro. Thank you very thank much. You. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Sabelo Titole, the architect yeah. and the man who broke down a lot of knowledge here today, a lot of things. As you heard it here first, architecture is about that science and art. So pay yeah. attention to your kids. If you yeah. see little juniors drawing things, is mixing chemicals and doing this and that, maybe little junior is going to be in architecture and to go with passion. Uh, what I get out of this conversation with this brother is he's a brother who's not so much chasing the dollar or the money. He's chased his passion. And in that passion, he's talking about Namibia, uh, Uganda, Canada, 
This man has traveled and he's not yeah. talking about making millions and millions of dollars. He's simply about making a difference and leaving a legacy behind. So I'm very inspired by the conversation with our brother who's taking time to move from the continent of Africa, living in one of the most beautiful cities out in Vancouver. Shout out to Cooley for this connect and bringing our brother. Cooley's always, hey people, if you knew how many Bantus Ukuli knows? Ukuli, I swear, he could call me right now and say, hey, listen, I'm getting my, uh, you know, uh, my brother Martin Luther King's uh, little cousin, nephew, something over here next week. I wouldn't be surprised. So you just stay tuned. Buckle up. It's how we do over here on the Home Away yeah, Show listen, on Sundays, man. man. You know what? I really appreciate for everybody that tune in. And uh, just before yeah. I leave the show, I'm going to get somebody on the, uh, on the radio who's been watching and listening to us in Bali. I mean, Zama, sorry about that. Uh, she's actually been just watching. I want us, I want her to give us a little review of what she thought, how we did. No, you're going to have to give us a review. Oh, While the listeners are listening, Zama, how, how, how did you do, how did we do, my sister? Can we hear from you? Uh, hello, listeners. My name is Uzama Mube in Dombia, say Peter Marriott's back in South Africa. <laughs> How did we do? You were giving us a review. How did we do? Because I'm a comedian, yeah, but y'all did okay. Ah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Y'all did so good. Like, I'm so impressed. And, like, one day I really want to share this platform with you guys. Yeah, that will be soon. Thank you so much, Zama. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, Tata, let's just say uh, goodbye to everybody, and we'll be able to see them next week, and you'll be here in the studio, so we'll have a Facebook Live. Live in the studio. Yes, yeah. we'll be live in the studio. I'm going to put some of that mud on my face so that my face can start looking a little bit better. We'll get ready for next uh, week. I'm going to have some <laughs> clear skin. No more eczema and pimples on this side. People will love y'all, man. Go out there and make a difference this week. Whether you work at McDonald's, whether you work at Google, go give it your best. If you're looking for a job, go fill out a job application, get it done, be inspired, be great, and tell somebody that they look good today, too. Buddy. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, I'm listeners. Blessed. Thanks love for y'all. tuning in tonight. Tell them bitches on my dick, big it off. Whoa, I will be a legend. Take no orders but deliver like a peasant. I got a beauty present on my hotline. Swear I do it all over hotlines. I'ma get the job when they out of line. I don't never talk when we on the line. Too much of the line. I need to see this whole thing, take a turn around. Don't do the business when I don't see no turn around. Turn it up and turn it up, always turn it down, ass up, face down. That's how I like it, baby. Beat it up, black and boo till it turn navy. I'm the one that's the loop, like I'm from the navy. Got my foot on the fuel, there is no breaking, only rule breaking. I don't ever follow rules, baby. Toast, toast, whoa, I said I'm a lick the 
credit man get you trusted with my future makers. How did man deal with pressure and maintain patience? How did man have a naked and no temptation? Oh no, that boy bought. See me, no see, no things I can't have. Me make them things take off fast like a truck. Me tell them put that ching ching in the bag. I'm the best friend. The king check a man when the man play chess. Man better than the rest. Man don't rest. The man bulletproof. You don't even wear a vest. Fuck a contest. 